Hey, it's Ella and Daddy, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast, where our goal is to speak out the truth of the Bible so that our listeners may be encouraged to live in a manner worthy of their calling. Together, we pray that God would use this episode to strengthen and guide you on your faith journey. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today, I'm not here with my partner in crime, Ella, but I am here with the lovely Brooke Harrington, and we are going to be doing a podcast today on dating relationships, kind of from a Christian perspective as well. So, super excited to have you on here, Brooke. Do you want to say hi to the podcast listeners? Yes. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So me and Brooke um, know each other just from an internship that we have. We are both in the family ministry here at a church down in Cedar Falls. So we're working together. So that's always fun. But Brooke, do you want to just um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and just a little bit about your testimony? Yes, of course. So yes, like Addie said, my name is Brooke Harrington and I'm taken Ella's place today so excited for that but I know she's missed um yeah so I am a senior at the University of Northern Iowa and I know Addie through our internship she'll be kind of taken over here once I um go to student teach so she's pretty much better than me already so Mm -hmm. it'll be great we'll see we'll see (laughs) um but yeah my testimony I grew up in a Christian home but when I was in fourth grade I took my faith um, as my own and accepted Jesus as my Savior, as my Lord and Savior. And from then, it's kind of just been a journey of ups and downs like it always is. But when I got to college, um, I decided to get baptized by immersion just to proclaim that moment in my life. So yeah, and now we're here and I'm a senior and yeah. Yeah. Super, super cool. So just before we kind of jump into the relationship stuff, I just want to clarify kind of the two different perspectives we have sitting here. So I am currently in a relationship and Brooke, you want to explain yours? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm currently not. So that's two different perspectives here, which will be right. great. Right. Yeah. We're not experts. I'll tell you that right. right off the bat. But yeah, relationships are a hard thing to navigate. Um, And as a Christian, it's important that we look to scripture to guide us through that. So that's what we'll be talking about. Absolutely. So Brooke, what is one of the best pieces of relationship advice that you have ever received? Yeah, um, I have received so much great relationship advice. But one of the pieces of advice that I have found to be very helpful is to write a list down um, of what you want in a significant other. So for example, like non-negotiables, possibly Um, or a list of what you absolutely need, what would be like nice to have, but not necessarily a need, and then what you just won't put up with. Mm -hmm. So looking at that list, what's like the number one thing for you? Yeah, so for me, uh, the number one thing is that my significant other is pursuing the Lord. Uh, I'm assuming that you agree with that. Oh, 100%. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so in Proverbs um, 13, 20, it says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. Uh, I think this verse speaks to this and that you want to grow together towards Christ. So choose someone that you can do that with. If you choose someone who is not doing that, it says in the verse that you will suffer harm. Right. It also makes me think of like Matthew um, 
chapter 6, verse 33, but which says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And it's kind of like when you're looking for a significant other or you're looking to someone today, yeah, like pursuing the Lord should be the number one thing on that list. And if not, like, you know, what is he or she running after? Because normally if God's not number one, there's going to be something else. And that's likely an idol in their life too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's so important. And it also is like, how does that look for you? Like for me, it means they're actively pursuing the Lord. Like It's clear they're living for Jesus. Actions speak louder than words. I have learned that. And I really do truly believe that. Um, in First Corinthians fifteen thirty three it says, Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. Um, as it's not in our place to judge one's salvation, it's important that we are aware of how someone who we could potentially spend the rest of our life with is working to be more like Jesus. Because, I mean, this ultimately affects the foundation of your marriage and family. Right. I really liked what you said there about like action speaking louder than words because I've had people come to me before and they're like, hey, like, I don't know if I should date this person. And I, I kind of always like to lean towards that question of like, okay, well, is he a believer? Is he, you know, like actively pursuing God? And sometimes they're like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, well, you don't know? I'm right, like, that's right. something you should know and should be evident in someone's life. So like, like you said, action speak louder than louder than words so if you're not seeing that evidence in your life honestly you should be like stepping back and being like hey like is this really yeah, here yeah. should I be pursuing that's this so good. but I like that I think that's a question that you should ask I haven't really thought of it in that way but like right away ask that question what's the answer if it's a any form of hesitation you might want to mm-hmm. reflect right I'm like please don't pursue a guy any further if you don't know if he's Mm -hmm. secure in christ um also remembering like if you're dating for marriage you are also like potentially dating like the dad of your future kids and other stuff like that so like you're not only just dating for yourself like you know having that perspective of dating for the future as well yeah exactly and i think when you talk about dating for like marriage and then the father of your children in proverbs um chapter 24 verse 3 and four says by wisdom a house is built by understanding is established and by knowledge its rooms they are filled with pleasant good things so i mean if you have someone or if you're dating married to someone who has a different view of wisdom than you and a different understanding of what god wants to do um then like your house is going to be in trouble your family is going to be in trouble so it just says right there it's important that you have the same view the same kind of level of where you're at with god so right asking yourself, you know, like, are you pursuing the same mission? I think that's really good because I see people like even you can have two Christians, but maybe someone's pursuing the mission of like, I want to go overseas and serve. And someone's like, no, I really feel called here. And that's where I'd be like, well, like, yes, you're both serving the Lord. And yeah, you can do that in both both places. But I'm like, if you're not on that same mission, like you said, that's going to be really hard, obviously, to make a relationship work. And along with that, I think about, you know, I've heard this in um, relationships, like they want to go to different churches. And if you can't align on where you want to go, you know, that's just, it's not going to be good. Like you can't go to a different church every other week. I mean, some people might do that, but what about when you have kids? Like that's going to be so confusing. So I don't know that. I think that's just another hard point. Right. Making sure you're kind of aligned on the big things, which probably decreases a lot of problems in the future as Mm -hmm. well. Right. 
Um, one of the things you were talking about beforehand, before we like started on air was like dating patterns, but not potential. And I love that. Do you want to tell us like yeah. where you found that and everything? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, uh, Maddie Pruitt and then Janine Amapola. I just, I love them. Janine Amapola has a podcast called Happy and Healthy and it's great. Highly recommend. Um, she gives just great life advice to young Christian women on there. But um, I can't remember if it was her or Maddie Pruitt that said this, but it, she said, date patterns, not potential. And I just think this is so good because you need to be aware of um, the patterns of who you will be or who you are dating. Uh, so, like, do they, regular, do they regularly go to church? What do their past relationships look like? Are they disciplined? Do they treat their mom right? I love that one. I think the way that they treat their mom says a lot about how they will treat you. Uh, I've made this mistake and see a lot of girls making this mistake, but we tend to either want to be the fixer. We've all been there. I mean, if you haven't, don't go there, but uh, we're kind of just hoping to save the day, hoping to bring them to Jesus if they aren't there yet. So um, I just think that's a big thing that we should stay away from because that's not your choice. That's Holy Spirit's choice. That's between them and God. Along with that, we can invite them to church. And I think that's important. Like we should, if they're not, if they're not there yet, we should be inviting. But also, like, they need to be rooted in the church. And they're going to be at a way different wavelength than you if you're like, okay, they're coming to church now. And then you're, like, trying to date them, but you're just, you're not, like, on the same level. Right. Makes me think back to, like, that number one thing on your list, which is, like, making sure that person is per- pursuing God first in their life. And it's like, well, if you're trying to drag them to church and all these other things, they're probably not checking off that number one list of having the Lord first in their life if they're not actively pursuing a personal relationship with them. That would be like the number one thing I would look for is like, are they pursuing this on their own? Because I don't think you as the other side of the relationship ever wants ever wants to be that person that's like pulling them along or like, this is my only connection to God because you want to please me in that aspect too. right and that's kind of when it comes with the patterns the idea of patterns like if they aren't going to church and now they are going to church because maybe you mentioned it or you're inviting them but then it's like okay so why are they going to church like are they going to church for you are they going to church because they want to impress mm-hmm. you or are they going to church because they want to deepen their relationship with right. the lord so i i just think it's like a hard line to walk and you don't want to walk the line. Either. Right. And I think also girls too start to get farther into their relationships and they're like, oh, well, I've I've um, been in this relationship for so long and I, I just see that he's getting better in this just slowly, but like ever so slowly, ever so surely, slowly but surely anyway. But they're like, you know, I see this, so it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And it's like, they're dating right there, that potential, yeah. but they're not dating the pattern towards it. Like right. that's, you know that can all fade away yeah I think I've been here I really have been here the dating for potential like I've said this but girls will say this I've heard it multiple times it's like they'll be like I have seen potential for him to be disciplined but he isn't yet or he will get there no you just can't be doing that you can't be like he will get there I think that he has potential to get there like is he there is he not is he going to church regularly is he in scripture like and I know as a Christian like we sometimes fall short of these things too but it's just you have to date the patterns not the potential because 
I just think you're setting yourself up to get hurt if you date potential because what if they never get there? And right. there are times that they do. I'm I'm definitely not saying that. Like, Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm one that's lived out that. But I yeah. – like whenever someone asks, you know, is this something that I should keep pursuing, I always go back to, you know, is the Lord number one? And like if not, I would say don't waste your time. Move on. There is other people out there who are pursuing the Lord first. And in the Bible, it, it says that – um kind of we have that gender role of the male is supposed to be the spiritual leader and it is going to be really hard if you're the girl that's always you know dragging them along all the way through that so yeah being very careful of that right and you want your husband and the father of your children to lead your house well so think of that too in the future like Sunday mornings come around you don't want to be like getting your kids out of bed and then getting your husband too you want him to be like let's let's go right so. right if, he, if he's not leading in the dating relationship he might not exactly quite lead in the marriage um but going back to your list um what would be something that you would have in your would be nice category yeah this is this is good um so on my would be nice list I definitely have it would be nice if he was athletic and I will admit this um I love sports and a man that is good at them I mean come on who doesn't right right (laughs) uh just kidding that's not everyone's preference but it is mine uh so this usually comes with them being like a fairly fit human um and personally yeah I'm here for that I really am (laughs) but um is it extremely important that like my future husband looks like a Greek god or an NFL player like I mean, yeah, no, <laughs> no. no it, it's it's not, it's really not. Um, but yeah, I do want them to be like physically attractive to me. I'm going to be married <laughs> to them for the rest of my life, but also looks fade. They really do. Looks fade, character lasts. Also the love for Jesus lasts. So um, yeah, in first Peter uh, chapter three, verse three through four, it says, don't be concerned with the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. Like, there's much more to a great husband than, like, what he's wearing, the way he looks, or his, you know, expensive car. I don't know. Right. My favorite part about this is how she goes so confidently into, this is what I want, this is what matters, and then destroys her own statement with scripture of, no, actually, this doesn't matter at all. Yeah. And I think we talk about this, but like physical attraction like it does matter like you it is fair for you to be like I want my husband to be physically appealing to me yes that does matter but when you're comparing it to the way they're pursuing the Lord like there's a difference here right I think it it's something that you should necessarily kind of take into consideration but it's definitely not like that top up there like oh like number one is he pursuing the lord but also if you're not physically attracted to them ever it's like well this is semi-pointless right right and like for me when i find like when i find out that they're pursuing the lord like to me that just makes them that much more attractive i'm like oh okay or like yeah (laughs) or they volunteer regularly i don't know that's just for me but so there you yeah. go, people. The way to someone's, a good Christian girl's heart is you should be volunteering <laughs> and getting in your Bible. If I see you open that thing. Mm. <laughs> if you want to date me, do this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. If you want to date Brooke, this is how. <laughs> anyway. Okay. And so, play in the NFL. Oh, <laughs> and, I'm kidding. and play at the NFL and have an expensive car and amazing style. Oh, and must be semi-fit. Yep. Yep. Semi. <laughs> semi. Anyway, so that's in Brooks. This would be nice category, yeah, but let's nice. move on to your like, I will not tolerate yeah. this. Mm-hmm. So again, these are on my list. Your list could look different. I hope your number one, especially, I mean, 
if you are a Christian, I hope your number one is not different from mine. But the rest of these, it's just up to what you um, want. Yeah, so on my list of things I will not tolerate, um, for me, it's just someone who is not driven. Uh, I need to do life with someone who's driven. Proverbs 12, 24 says, The hand of the diligent will rule, while the slothful or the lazy will be put to forced labor. So this isn't just in work. This is in life, too. Like, being passionate about something and using your spiritual gifts to carry them out. That's important important to me. The hand of the diligent will rule someone who is driven, and specifically driven by scripture will be rewarded. So, again, whether that's in their job, their marriage, you know, so on and so forth. But, like, if they're slothful or lazy in their job or in life, then how are they going to be doing that in your marriage? You know, are they going to want to work at things? Are they going to be like, yeah, let's talk about this. Let's work at this. This is important to me. Or they're just gonna be like, mm, this is this is life and mm-hmm. we do it. Like, I just think passion is so important. Right. And I think in both ways of like that passion of, hey, I want to work on this relationship and I'm committed to making this better, even if it's not easy. And then passion on the other aspect of it of, I am passionately and like I am driven to follow after the Lord, not just this. Oh, yeah, I kind of do this because I should or whatever. Like, yeah, there's fire on fire for the Lord. Right. There's definitely a heart posture there. Yeah. And for me, I kind of want to be challenged and I don't know if this is for everyone. I mean, I know it's not for everyone, but I want to be challenged in my marriage or my relationship. I want my husband to like push me, call me higher. I just don't want like. Uh, you know yeah like okay this is this is it sitting down no no we're trying to live (laughs) like jesus more every day like let's let's do that together right and it is like if you're both driven to do that you will be like pursuing after that mission together of like hey this is what we're gonna do like let's go make more kingdom followers ready set go Mm -hmm. and like i think about in the dating or in marriage like i think it's important to have separate lives and then come together as one like i've heard this saying before it says uh, something along the lines of, so people always say like meet in the middle 50-50, but actually you should be going 100% and then your partner should be going 100% and that will have you meeting at 50, not both be going 50. Right. So I just think that's important as well in having separate lives coming together as one, but yeah, also pursuing the Lord in your individual mm-hmm. ways too. I can honestly say I've never heard that analogy before. Yeah. So you added something new to me today. You're welcome. There you go. <laughs> Thanks. I, I definitely didn't come up with that. So not taking credit, oh, but well, I've heard credit it. given to whoever. Yeah. Anyway, um, kind of going on to dating relationships and say, hey, like you found this person, they check off the things in the list and you get into a dating relationship. How can we like keep ourselves accountable in that? So I think that how we can kind of keep ourselves accountable in a relationship or just make sure this person is someone that is going to be good for you is inviting someone into the relationship um someone that you trust to kind of speak the truth into you and just hold you accountable overall so for example I think something that's important is inviting whoever you're trying to pursue around people that you trust and then let's say like you're all hanging out somewhere maybe you go to dinner you tell your friends like hey I want you to give me your opinion on this guy you know after everything's all said and done because if you bring him around people that know you best and that you trust they're going to give you your they're going to give you their opinion about Mm -hmm. him and if he's you know good for you what they see in him red flags so on and so forth so I also think this is important to do like right away before you get too like emotionally invested otherwise it's going to be a lot harder for you to be like well 
actually actually i don't care about you think yeah, i really I like this don't person care. Yeah. yeah and that that happens a lot but right yeah it's kind of a good like safety net of having other believers there to number one hold you accountable in your dating relationships but number two to just help you evaluate that person and be like yeah I think you really like this person but like I would never imagine you as someone like this and yeah you know that is good advice to take into consideration of like hey what do the people that are closest to me think about this person yeah and I've heard a lot of times like if you're in a relationship let's say it's maybe long distance or just or it's not long distance and they haven't been around people that you you know look up to trust and those things it's probably a bad sign because I think I've been there there have been times when I have been with someone and I get nervous about bringing them around certain people because maybe I'm just like afraid of the way they'll yeah the way they'll act or they're going to tell me a truth that I haven't been open to hearing, you know? So I think that's like a red flag in itself. If you're like, uh, I don't want to bring them around my, my mentor or my boss or, you know, things like that. Right. And I think it's like asking yourself those critical questions of number one, you shouldn't be afraid to bring them around those people. But if you are, it's asking yourself like, okay, why am I afraid of this? And is this like a relevant fear? And is this something that like maybe I should take into consideration because Mm -hmm. maybe this is a character trait that I don't want to be stuck with forever. Yeah, that's that's so true. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing right away. I think I like how you said that you kind of need to reflect on why you're scared because it could be like maybe your fear of opinion of others that's like not valid you know or kind of depends on context there Mm -hmm. all right our last but not least item on our list is prayer and me and Brooke were talking we're kind of just like this is something that we really can be doing even if you're not in a dating relationship is surrounding your future person or even the person like if you're in a relationship that person you're in right now so Brooke do you have anything to say on this aspect of prayer especially in relationships prayer is just uh such a good way to talk to God and ask God and yeah ask God for who he wants you to marry and then kind of pray for or date Mary and pray for those things that you've written down at least that I've written down in my list of like God like give me a husband who this and then be praying for your husband like your husband is out there pray for him already and then when you guys get married it's already you know kind of a lead way to that I also feel like I'm not in a relationship so how do you pray for your significant other Mm -hmm. kind of in that sense rather than praying like for him right as in you're already dating him so right right I think one of the number one things I like to do is just surrounding something in prayer I think that's really important so like surrounding every aspect of my life in prayer and that includes my relationship and so even though I am in a dating relationship I still pray for my future husband even though I'm not like 110% sure who the heck that will be or like who God has will right in store for my life and that's another thing is just praying in God's will so even though like I might have this list of like these are my non-negotiables and these are my things that might be nice and my non-negotiables but like also just opening up that up to God's will and being like God I know you know me better than I know myself so like yes I might be praying for these things but also allow me to have my hands open to your will and your plan because God could take this relationship out of my life tomorrow and like am I open and okay with that or like am I holding on to that in that other aspect so that in my relationships in my relationships 
<laughs> not with an S. <laughs> singular. Singular. Um, we we do pray together. At first, I was like, this is kind of weird. But I've learned to love that. And I think it's also like a way to just be really open with them of like, hey, can you pray over this um, in my life this week? And so like practically, um, I send my boyfriend a list of prayer requests every single week. So every Sunday night, I like text up a list and he texts me back a list. And that way we have this list of like, hey, like I'm praying for you this entire week. And then every day we will send each other texts like, hey, just letting you know, like I prayed for you today. And so it's just like a way to know, number one, I surround my relationship in prayer. And number two, I'm actively praying for him individually. Yeah. So I think, I think that's so good. And I, I see you do this too, but I think that it's important. Like, especially if you aren't married, you kind of talked about this, but like it is God's will. So if you and your significant other were to break up, how is your relationship with God going to look? Like it can't be dependent on your significant other. It has to be you and God. Like it has to be that foundation just in general, like especially before marriage, because if they are out of your life, like you better not be dependent on them for your relationship with God. You need to be dependent on yourself and your relationship with the Lord. So I also think it's important to have, I mean, it is important to have your own relationship on its own. It's strong. And then you kind of go back and forth with your significant other Mm -hmm. when it comes to that right and I think that is a good indicator too of if you have that first priority right of if God is number one in your life because if all of a sudden this relationship breaks and you're back to square one and you're like you know I don't know how to do this God thing by myself because I always went to church with them and we read our bible together and we only prayed together like if you don't have a personal walk with the Lord like the minute that leaves like that's unhealthy right there yeah because especially like before marriage like you're not there's nothing tying you to that person at all right you're two completely separate people so just being really careful of that of always asking yourself you know am I pursuing a personal relationship with God on my own apart from this person like yes you should pursue them together as well like Mm -hmm. that's special yeah yeah no it is All right. So I think we've covered about everything. Brooke, thank you so much for just being on this podcast today and just taking some time to talk to our listeners a little bit about relationships. I'm I'm sure, not even I'm sure, I know that they probably gained a lot of good information from this. So Brooke, do you have any last words of wisdom before you leave today? Um, I just want to say thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun. Um, I guess... I think I would just say that relationships are a hard thing to navigate. You know, we said that at the beginning and me and you both are not perfect at this and you're in a relationship, you're still learning. I'm not in one and I am still learning as well. So I just think it's important that we look to scripture, we look to God first and then we let people into our lives that we trust um, so they can kind of maybe see our, our blind spots that we possibly have and they can kind of give us some insight into what a great relationship looks like. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening and make sure to tune in to our next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. As always, we'd like to remind our listeners that we're born into a broken world. With that being said, we're not perfect. And we ask our supporters to always fact check our words and opinions on the one and only truth of the Bible. We would absolutely love to hear your episode suggestions or feedback. Check us out on Instagram by typing not me, but you productions into the search bar. Thanks again for the love and support.